Welcome to Kev and Kev Talking Sports. I'm Kev. And I'm Kev. This is a special mini pod post game breakdown edition. We're just so fired up about what we saw last night, the first two divisional playoff games. Kev, what the heck happened? Oh my gosh. I am I'm gonna be angry about that first game for so long. Let me preface all of all of this. We picked the Titans. I hate the Titans. They're my least favorite team in the whole league, but I was so sure that they were well coached, super tough. You know, the quarterback was more than passable. I just figured all those things, they were going to beat up the Bengals so badly. And now, of course. And and who's my new favorite team and my new favorite player? Yeah, your favorite, right. These are your favorite people. And I, I feel badly, like maybe I influenced you to, come over to the dark side of the Titans. Like, oh, you, you picked did, against sure. your favorite, you picked against your favorite team and I picked for my <laughs> least favorite team. <laughs> so I blame the, you for everything. The universe was telling us, uh, what are you guys doing? Ugh. So yeah, we sucked on that one, but I blame Tannehill. Uh, and you can see how at the end of the game that played out where the coaching staff just took the ball out of his hands. Right. I mean, you saw you felt it. You were telling me in real yes. time. It was what's going on here. Yeah. And you and you predicted the turnover. <laughs> I did, which was kind of a cool moment in a sad sort of way, because it was the death knell. Um, but I could tangibly feel that they were putting too much pressure on Tannehill in that situation. And we'll, we'll kind of walk through the well, you mean you know, what exactly they did in those last couple of minutes. But I think. You know, Tannehill is not that kind of quarterback. Um, there are guys who can kind of sling their way down the field in the last minute and get you a win. And then there are guys that when you have close to three minutes on the clock, you can still methodically work your way down the field. You don't have to have a guy who's trying to throw 20, 25 yard outs, you know, with the game on the line. Yeah. I mean, I did say, you know, 10 seconds before he threw the interception, I see a Tannehill pick coming. Dude, you totally exactly said that. And I looked at my phone. I thought, what are you talking about? They're not even going to throw the ball in this situation. <laughs> Why would they? And, let, and then I thought, well, they could take a deep shot. Like one of those deals where if it gets intercepted on the 10 yard line, fine, no big deal. Maybe you get a pass interference, something like that. That's what I expected. I did not yeah. see him throwing a 15 yard, you know, button hook. And the guy was covered and, you know, three defenders, uh, just a yeah, terrible play. throw. I mean, the guy was never open. No, you know, he's never, never. open. Um, all, all so what was happening there, Kev, which again is so mystifying, is they were still trying to win the game. They were still trying to march well, down and get the field goal. Supposedly, right. Supposedly, your thought was they're just sort of playing for overtime. They're just going to let the clock – because – yeah, they they acted like they were sort of running the clock down to play for overtime, but they were still in actuality. They were still thinking we're going to get down there and get this field goal and win the game. I mean, they well, just completely misplayed. The, the that. truth is, I think everybody in the world knew it. You knew it. I knew it. They were petrified of Burrow getting the ball back. Yeah. They're they going to do whatever it took to just have the last play of regulation and then go to overtime. If they happen to get lucky in regulation, totally fine but they, they tied themselves up in knots so much that they screwed up Tannehill and Burrow got the ball anyway. I mean, ugh. I mean, Burrow is, he's your guy and he's like the new Brady now. He, you know, you can't give him the ball with 
under yeah. a minute to go and a chance to win. There's, he's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think once the interception happened, I mean, granted, there's only 20 seconds left, so there's nothing guaranteed in that situation, but it felt like a pretty sure thing, but you look yeah. how they did it. I mean, he immediately throws a 25 yard out to chase to get them into field goal range. Yeah. And then if they want to run the clock down and fall on the ball, which they kind of, you know, I thought, honestly, I thought they might run a play action, take a shot at the end zone because the yeah. Titans had literally everybody up on the line. I mean, there was nobody preparing for a, a pass. I kind of thought, why do you settle for a 52 yard field goal when you could try, you know, you had two timeouts, even with 15 seconds, they could have done more. Well, we learned, we learned the answer to that, right? We like, did. Yeah. That ticker I mean, is amazing. McPherson is, uh, is pretty I, solid, I guess, but I didn't um, even know he was a Gator. I didn't either. I, I yeah. learned from all my Gator friends right after that. <laughs> oh, well, there sure. we go. My Gators. They were sure to remind you, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you just, Burrow is that gunslinger type who can do that. You know, Tannehill is not plain and simple. Now we, we did have this discussion. Like I, I'm not going to make the argument that Burrow was the whole game. Mm -hmm. um, although, you know, you look up at the end of the day, he's got 300 and close to 50, 350 yards passing. Um, he had yeah. a really good day on the whole, but I think the bigger story was Tannehill and the three interceptions and just the, total mismanagement of the the yeah. end game situation well i was going to say that usually the team with 350 yards of passing in the playoffs is the losing losing team yeah almost always i mean the better team doesn't need to pass as much mm -hmm. and burrow had a bunch of stats at the end of the half that padded his numbers but whatever i mean he he played much better than Tannehill, so he certainly deserved to win much better. well and we talked about you know with burrow he was sacked nine times mm. and Incredible. you know i think you would be hard pressed to think of another game where the quarterback gets sacked nine times and they still win. Well, did you but, see the stat and, on that? And, and we were sort of griping, you know, in real time that some of those sacks, it's like third down, you're in field goal range, and then you get sacked and it's, you know, now it's a long fourth down and you're not in field goal range. And that, that happened twice sort of coming down the stretch. Yeah. But at the end of the day, even taking that sack, even not getting the field goal in those situations, that's, it's not a killer. You kind of sense Burrow. I mean, it was the better decision to not try to do something crazy and, you know, try to convert. If wow. it's not there, you know, you take that's, that sack and live to fight another day. That's, that's a little arguable to me just because the game turned out the way it did. I mean, if Tannehill had actually completed a pass and <clears> put him in field goal range and the Titans won, We'd be saying, you know, if Burrow didn't take those sacks in field goal range earlier, they probably would have had the game tied. Yeah, but you don't understand. See, see, Burrow, with his matrix-like mind, he had already calculated all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew there's no way Tannehill is going to make me pay for these well, mistakes. That, no, that, no that's you're, a true calculation. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You know, those again, in real time, we were sort of complaining that Burrow seems to keep taking these sacks mm. that – push them back out of field goal range but uh, it did it did work out this time it it would well, not work out a hundred percent of the time for sure just to, just to tie and tie that little piece of information into a nice little bow i just wanted to say that you know the reason it's easy to criticize taking sacks it's like well what are you supposed to do well you're supposed to be a good quarterback and a good 
head coach and have a plan for that over the course yeah. of the game. They never seem to adjust at all. Right. Now, what about the, the big play that happened in the first quarter was the Jamar Chase little quick screen and they ran it 60 yards. Yes. Why are you not doing that more? They didn't even try. So, right. Plus, right. last last thing I want to say. In the last podcast, I said, Zach, who who is the head coach of the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals? Anybody know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew that was going to bite me in the butt again. So, <laughs> yes, Zach Taylor. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, very, very, very impressive performance. I'll well, and the flip side of that, you know, we have sort of raved about Vrabel being one of the, mm. this kind of new breed of just really solid, reliable, high quality coach. I mean, I have to question what was going on there. You know, the, the two point conversion attempt is something I still, I mean, I get the whole analytics and, you know, maybe the percentages say go for two in that situation, but I mean, what has happened here? You know, it's like so mm. many got just kick the extra point, Yeah. you know, and of course that's another one where we know now the way the game played out, we know that that one point was critical yeah, but it's not like we didn't question it when it happened either. You know, like, why are you going for two so early in the game? And then again, that late game strategy. I mean, is that on Vrabel or is that on Tannehill or a combination of both? But I thought the the nameless Bengals coach mm-hmm. outcoached Vrabel. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, sorry to see it. All right. Well, we've dissected that game enough. So we're 0-1 after the early game. And I'm thinking, all right, Packers should be a cinch. They're the number one seed. They're, they're going to do this in the NFC for us. What, what happened there? What do you think? Oh, God, that was another one. So, all right, so in some ways, this game played out right along the lines of what you predicted in our podcast, um, with one vital exception. <laughs> So, you know, one of the things you had said in the podcast is you saw the Packers jump out to a big lead. 49ers will kind of take a little time to to get their feet under them, but they will settle in. And then in the second half, it's going to be like 49ers kind of figuring some things out and the Packers hold on, you know, and we were thinking 27-17 was a good score. Well, I mean, it looked for all the world like that was exactly what was going to happen. Packers, you know, marched down the field on their first drive get the touchdown 40 it's kind of three and out three and out. And then the Packers are driving again. I'm saying this game could be over at halftime. I mean, it looked like the Packers were just utterly dominant. 49ers had something like negative 10 yards in the first quarter, I think. But then there was the big turnover, the Mercedes fumble. Mercedes Lewis of all people, the the 49ers stopped that. Now they didn't march right down and score but it kind of sucked the momentum out of green Bay and green Bay didn't score again until the fourth quarter, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. so I think kind of your overall kind of tapestry of the way the game was going to play out was reasonably accurate, but the, the Packers never got the big lead that you thought they might get. And so when the 49ers did get their legs under them and started to score, it wasn't just to kind of make it respectable, I mean, they were winning the game. That's right. So, but it's still, when you get to the fourth quarter, the Packers are still up 10 to three. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, you know, just get a couple first downs. And not only do the Packers win, but they cover the spread, which is what we had predicted. 
Rodgers was terrible in the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, just missing throws all over the place, bad decisions. Um, they didn't get a first down, you know, at least in that late part of the, the fourth quarter. All they needed to do is get a couple first downs. And at the very worst, you're punting it back to the 49ers, pin them down in their own territory with a couple minutes to go. You know, instead, they did exactly what we said they wouldn't do. It's penalties. It's taking sacks. It's going backwards, you know, behind the chains, bad situations. And then they get a punt blocked for a touchdown, yeah. you know, out of their own end zone. The, the inevitable feeling that the Packers fans had happened. Uh, they just couldn't get it going. The, the ruthless efficiency was uh, drowned out by a, a ruthless defensive line for the Niners. And, you know, we were speculating would Bosa be back with Fred Warner. Man, those guys both played, and they both played very well. Yeah. yeah. And they stifled Rodgers, and he had nowhere to go. It was like the, you know, a lot of people said this already, but it was like the Giants did to Brady in the Super Bowl a couple of times. I mean, you know, you got this amazing quarterback. He had nowhere to go with the ball because he was under pressure and he couldn't get the couldn't get the ball out. Was it five sacks they had on Rodgers? I, mean, I think so. Yeah. So pretty pretty darn solid. Yeah. I just thought that game was a much better football game. Like it was mm-hmm. a game of toughness. It was a game of strategy. It was a game of who really wants it. And you know, the two two uh, head coaches like we mentioned before who know each other pretty darn well. They were scheming up some, some good stuff. And uh, man, the 49ers are just a team that doesn't seem to be able to be stopped. Yeah. And we didn't talk about Debo at all in the, in the walk up to that game. Right. But I mean, he's my guy, right? I mean, I don't know why all of a sudden See, I, I, like I made, guy. <clears throat> I made sure to mention Burrow. Right. Yeah. I got to go with this matchup. So you just make a note to yourself. You know, you need to mention yeah. your, your guy Debo. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, seriously, he is terrific. That third it, and seven run, he went eight yards on tough up the middle running. I mean, yes, in the playoffs, that's legendary stuff. Yeah. Oh, he but, had a couple of huge plays on that last drive and in the fourth yeah. quarter. It just, it almost felt like the two, what we expected from each of these teams were just flipped, you know, in that vital mm-hmm. kind of the second half of the fourth quarter. It was the 49ers who were able to move the ball it was the 49ers where the quarterback was more or less just cool and did what he needed to do you know and it was the Packers who just couldn't do anything and Rogers sort of making wild errant throws um I wondered you know they talk about the home field advantage and how it's cold and snowy that did not seem to benefit the Packers you know in the late portion of that game it was like the more the snow came down and the colder it got uh Aaron Rodgers got worse as that yeah. game went on. Sad and, but true. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, I rewatched the fourth quarter. I could not point to a single thing that Aaron Rodgers did to help them win that game coming down the stretch. I mean, there was there was nothing. He did not convert any significant passes. They got no first downs. Right. You know, you think his you think his mind is on free agency and getting the hell out of there? I I mean, I'm always a little hesitant to to read too much into, I'm sure he was out there trying, you know, he's not necessarily thinking about uh, warm, sunny beaches somewhere, but yeah, but maybe there's something to, I mean, it was just lackluster, you know, I mean, here's a guy who's done it so many times. I mean, just miraculous finishes, you know, you think about like multiple Hail Marys in one game to win the game and they can't get a first down. Yeah. You know, just lackluster is right. You're right. Again, 
just like the Titans. So what about the, um, the final drives? So we were sort of debating this because you saw mm. on the one hand, the Titans who I would argue completely mismanaged, you know, that final three minute drive. And then you saw the 49ers in a very similar situation execute things perfectly to get the win. Like what, uh, I've got my own thoughts, but what did you think about the way the games finished? Well, I thought the tight, I'm sorry. I think the, yeah, the Titans and the Niners were in the same exact position, right? They both, they both had the ball in their hands with three or so minutes to go and they had Mm -hmm. the ability to just, milk clock and run it down and, and keep the ball specifically out of Burrow's hands and out of Rogers hands, right? Those are the guys you don't want That's right. time on the clock. So, you, you know, your goal is twofold. You want to run, get under the two minute warning and then get it under a minute and then hopefully keep the ball and kick that field goal with under 20 seconds left would be optimal. And it's a tie game, right? In both games. It's a tie, right. Exactly the yeah. same situation, right? Yeah. And the Niners were a little more, aggressive and ready for it and the titans just seem to be like man we don't want to make a mistake here and then of course they made the dang mistake yes yeah so on the one hand so when it's tied you can still win it you know just drive down and get the field goal and win it but you're also correct there's there's the the flip side of that is just don't lose it don't give it back because you're right on the other side we have both of these just awesome quarterbacks who you know are going to come down and beat you yeah. So it's like, are you going to play to win or are you going to play not to lose, you know, take overtime and move on. But um, so the situations were similar. They were not exactly the same. And I think the, the, the distinctions were critical. You know, the Titans got the ball on their own 15 mm-hmm. after the, uh, the Bengals punt. One of those where they got taken out of uh, field position, they punt Titans get it two forty three remaining on their own 15. They ran one play four-yard rush, and then let the clock run down to the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. So now they're on their own 19 at the two-minute warning. Yeah. I was screaming at the team. You know, why do you do that? You got to have some kind of urgency. Well, no team yeah. in the NFL at that point is playing, literally just playing for the time. I mean, you've got almost yeah. three minutes to get about 40 or 50 yards to try to win the game. Wow. Um, but now – it's the two minute warning at your own 19. Now that's a stressful kind of situation. And you've got Tannehill back there. They got one decent pass play. Now they're really, up around the 35. That was a good pass. Yeah. It was a good pass. Now you're kind of, now you're on track. Remember Hendrickson, there was an injury there. So the clock stopped. Yeah. But then it's run nothing, you know, a couple yards and they're not snapping the ball. Like they're running yeah. the clock down they only ran four more plays after that. Yeah, they just ran a couple plays, and then it was third and five with 30 seconds to go, and that's the play that Tannehill threw the pick. I mean, what yeah, are they thinking? You know, they, if you're trying to move the ball down, you have to have some sense of urgency there because you don't want the ball well, in Tannehill's hands having to throw a 30-yard pass to try to get down into field goal range. Well, I think – I mean, I, I, your point of view is correct halfway – in that if, you, if you're trying to win the game, you have to have a sense of urgency. But if you're trying to just not get the ball to Burrow, you don't have to have any urgency at all. You just go to overtime. Now, he might just get the coin toss and run down and get the touchdown and end the game there. But, I mean, it was hard to know which way they were playing Yeah. for. The, the coaching staff was sending mixed signals maybe to their own quarterback. 
Like well, were, and maybe that comes back to Vrabel. That's the, you know, that's yeah. the question too. Do we blame Vrabel or do we blame Tannehill? I mean, the problem is the Bengals still have timeouts. I mean, you still have to get some yards. I, I just don't see any reason at all why you're sort of playing this. I'm just going to kill the clock, you know, on my own side of the 50. Like, just go get 20 well, or 30 yards and get, kick a field goal. The Bengals were letting them, right? I mean, the Bengals were happy to do the same. <clears throat> they had, They didn't call any timeouts so they were both doing the same kind of little dance there to see but once they got under 30 seconds in that play Tannehill should either take a sack or Mm -hmm. kneel or take a deep shot and if it gets intercepted so be it right but I mean there's no forcing it over the middle I mean that's just terrible terrible it's it's incomprehensibly stupid is what it is yeah so so the difference in the scenario between that and the 49ers 49ers got the ball back again. This is after the Packers, you know, crapped all over themselves, penalties, moving backwards, sack, punt. Mm-hmm. 49ers got the ball at their own 30 with 320 to go. Yep. And their first play was a pass to Kittle for 12 yards. So they're across the 40 well before the two minute warning. Then they run and got another five yards and let it run down. So they were at the 45 at the two minute warning. And at that point, yeah. It's a totally different situation than what Tennessee and Tannehill can. And so we were sort of debating, do you think uh, Garoppolo might pull a Tannehill here? Well, no, at that point, I mean, you're at the 45 with two minutes. That's an eternity in the NFL. And that's when you see the little pass play um, to Debo, and then he gets the big run. But they, they were just in a much better situation, especially after that first play or two. And that's where I think, Tennessee really kind of botched things by settling to just let the clock run to the two minute warning at the 19. And then they were really, you know, their backs were sort of against the wall and you're right at that point. Well, maybe you're sort of playing for overtime, but then why does Tannehill throw that ball? (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with what they did up until that play. Like there's just no, there's no basis in reality to think that that's the right thing to do. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, yeah, people should be fired and lose their jobs for having that happen. Well, good, yeah, I mean, we'll is, see. We'll see where all these guys end up. I mean, one of the things we were sort of mm-hmm. debating is Garoppolo and his fate. You know, it seems like yeah. throughout his career, people have been trying to move on from him. You know, and all he does is get get your team to the Super Bowl and then get back in the playoffs, win a couple of games on the road. Here they are in the championship again. Uh, maybe, I mean, how maybe, bad can the guy be? Yeah, maybe he'll pull a Joe Flacco here and just run the damn table and, you know, maybe get paid and keep his job and then turn it. Yeah, into I, I mean, I, I made a comparison to you with Eli where, you know, he maybe Eli was yeah. more consistent throughout his career than Garoppolo has been. But it's a similar kind of vibe where he uh, he seems to have the team rally around him in the playoffs, you know, and yeah. Who knows? Maybe they get back to another Super Bowl here. What do you think about your Debo against Burrow in the Super Bowl? That could happen. That could happen. (laughs) I mean, we would have to duke it out for our new favorite (laughs) players. One other little side nugget here. Titans losing means Chiefs now have home field advantage. Yeah. And Mahomes has never played a road playoff game before. He's had home field advantage in every single one of his playoffs. So that was going to change, but now it's not. That's really interesting. So is that also the case for Tampa Bay? Are they the two? 
Uh, yes, Tampa's the two. Yeah. Woo! I mean, how huge is that for Brady if they manage to get through today? Yeah. Then Maybe. they get another nice game in uh, warm, sunny Tampa instead of going to Green Bay. Right. For for old man Brady and his. Uh, oh, well, I mean, they did it last brittle, year, but his yeah. brittle limbs. I mean, that could be a big difference. <laughs> He's going to come apart like Tom Coughlin did in the uh, Green Bay cold weather. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty ancient. So, yeah, oh, that, that's a really interesting um, point. And we will obviously break that down more when we do our full podcast for the week. Um, yeah. You, you had a little note about Aaron Rodgers. I had something similar. The first quarterback to lose in the playoffs four times to the same opponent. Oh, love it. Okay kind of inglorious uh, bit of trivia there, but the 49ers clearly have his number. A couple of those were uh, Jimmy G and a couple of those were Kaepernick, I bet, right? Yeah. Maybe even somebody else way back when. Yeah, John Brody. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's going way back. Yeah, And then, of course, you have this is the first time that both number one seeds lost on the same day since when? 1981. In 1981, yeah. the Falcons lost to the Cowboys, the Browns lost to the Raiders. Um, but all of that just underscores what we had said going into these games, which is, in theory, this is the best bet in football, is that number one seed in the divisional round. But this is kind of what I was afraid of, right? I mean, now there are only two of those games. You can go 0-2, you know? Yeah. It's like if there were four of them, Maybe you go one and three, maybe you go two and two in a bad year. Um, but oh and four would be almost unheard of. But oh and two is, you know, it's only two games. It's a small, yeah, small sample size. And and we still saw kind of how many things had to go awry for those well, teams to lose. I mean, the Packers had that bet one and covered. If Aaron Rodgers, the the greatest quarterback ever, or one mm -hmm. of them can just get a couple first downs, you know? Yeah, that's right. Well, so greatest quarterback ever. We're going against the greatest quarterback ever and maybe the greatest quarterback presently, yeah. right? But we're going against Mahomes and Brady today. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't sit well when you say it that way. But yeah, on what, the other what hand, are we thinking here? But so this <laughs> is what we, we broke this down in our podcast where yeah. you kind of felt like last night's games were our better – are better bets for sure. that's what we thought yeah and today's games are the ones that are really tricky and yeah. we're going as you say we're going against those great quarterbacks so uh so what are you saying we change our picks no we double down <laughs> we push all the chips in the middle <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah we got to stick with it so what do we have we got the bills yeah we got the bills i'm i'm fine with that one <clears throat> we got the Rams. bills and we, and we got the rams Rams, I'm a little more iffy on than I was, but um, they, they have a lot of incentive to win too because they can get a home playoff game if they win. So yeah, right. Not that so bad. What are what are the odds the here that we that we now go 0 and four in this? We we follow up our six and 0, you know, master performance with an 0 and four. Oh, there's probably like a two percent chance we get them both wrong. Yeah. We're too good to get them all wrong. Oh, geez. I think that's the kiss of death right there. <laughs> Guaranteed yeah. lock that we are now going to go 0-4. I don't know. You know, fingers crossed. 
we said from the beginning, I mean, any, any of these teams can win at this point. I mean, they all yeah. uh, have things that you can, that you can fall back on. So let's just root for the bills and the Rams and yeah, see how it goes. You got any more uh, trivia or any other questions? I, think last, that... well, I wanted to ask you, where do you think Rogers ends up? Is he done with the Packers his last game or you think he might be a stealer? Cause that's some of the big uh, rumors. You know, I'll tell you what I'm hoping for the Steelers is Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. There's another one, you know, in a similar kind of situation that there's been a lot of talk and speculation that he would leave. I, I would love to see Russell Wilson in the black and gold yeah. and uh, lead that team to the Super Bowl for about the next five years. That would and, do it. Know, Aaron Rodgers, of course he could go that route. I don't know. I, I kind of give it 50, 50 that he stays with the, you know, despite all the, yeah. sort of dysfunction it just feels like that we've been down this road a few times before and he always seems to to stick it out and they'll kind of figure it out but um i don't know there was something sort of lackluster in that performance last night that it feels like maybe he's got one foot out the door yeah well the only place i can see him going is maybe denver so elway would really love to have him and he'd probably do a lot to give him to get him so yeah <clears throat> I can that's, see that. That's, that's not it. a bad call. That's not a bad call. I, I've heard some talk about that too. And um, there is some history there of bringing in one of the all-time greats for the final few seasons. And Yeah, they did it before. I could do it again. And that team is, other than quarterback, I mean, they are well-positioned, you know. Yes, so. their defense and their skill guys are all set. So, Yeah, just like but, Green Bay. Just like maybe they could bring Devontae with him too. Oh my goodness. A package deal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nothing. I would like nothing better than to see Green Bay suffer for about 20 years. They've had Favre and Rodgers for 30 combined years yeah. consecutively. <laughs> I mean, geez. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Time so. for somebody else to take the mantle. Let's get the Steelers back in there. They're due. Hmm. Mm. Uh, maybe the maybe the Jaguars. Maybe the Jags. Let's let's let the Jags go on a little run. All right. All right. All so right. Enjoy the rest of your football day. I think it's going to be a good one. Yep. Should be a good one. Let's root for the, uh, the bills and the Rams. Kev out. Kev out. <laughs>